1: Sean Newgirk here without my usual co-host Matthew Lamar, but I've got our always honorary, always just ready to fill in whenever needed and kind of actually tells us when to do this, uh, Max, our editor-in-chief of Rose Review, Max Reaper.
2: I, I feel like uh, I'm like, like a player-manager of like Pete Rose <laughs> that pinch-hits <laughs> myself, myself when I all the time just so I can get some playing time. Yeah, just to bump it up.
1: Also joining us from the deep, deep south... Uh, well, you guys know him as Hokias on the site, but I don't call people by their names like that, he's, this is Jeremy. We've got Jeremy who's joined us for the second time, the third time, Jeremy, second time. I think this is the fourth
0: time now. Fourth.
1: Okay. I know you've done one. Okay. Wow. I,
2: he was on, he was on last, last time when uh, you were gone and I kept, I caught, I called him Hokias the entire time and he never corrected me. So
1: he (laughs) better to go with Jeremy. I think Jeremy's the way they work. Uh, Might be safer.
2: Okay. No
1: one will know who I am anymore, but that's fine. Yeah, I know your identity. Uh, fans are going to be flocked outside of your your house, just ready to burn it down. But okay,
0: well, I want to so, know if I'm actually a computer? What? What do you say? They'll want to know if I'm actually oh, a computer.
1: Yeah, that's a meme. That's a meme that really only the Deep World's Review uh, fans get. I don't know if the casual podcast listener gets that one. Um, so. We've actually done, even excluding me, I think we've done some, we've done a couple podcasts, like, within a quick span, am I right? I mean, this this is like the third one in like a few weeks, maybe?
2: There's a lot of news, man. Yeah. It's coming fast and furious. we got the season coming up, so. Oh, yeah. So, we're going to talk
1: uh, a bunch of things tonight. Um, we're going to do definitely talk about predictions. Uh, Jeremy wrote a little bit about the Royals, uh, well, today as in Tuesday when we're recording this um about what could go right um and then we've also got what could go. wait did you do right or wrong jeremy i i did right this right time. that's what i thought and then we also will kind of discuss what could go wrong with the royals um yeah opening day is just two days away on thursday there ticket prices are uh 45 percent more expensive than normal so feel free to wait until friday to, or saturday i forget are they skipping a the day i think so. yeah they're skipping friday okay
2: um and it seems like tickets are a little less than they've I mean they're a lot less than they were last year and I noticed that they haven't completely sold out oh, really? on the Royals. Yeah, they I mean there's still some I don't think there's I don't know if there's any group tickets left, but there are still single game or single yeah. seat tickets for see. opening day, which wasn't really available in the past, so Yeah, no, they also used to be packed. Not, not as much interest this year.
1: Yeah, so yeah, Thursday, March twenty ninth, you can definitely go right on there, buy tickets and um I wonder what's Oh yeah, there's a t- there's there's a bunch open.
3: Okay, well,
1: I guess that's uh, definitely falls along with the the team. Um, oh yeah, you can get you can get like dugout box row 120 or section 120 like lower level, real close to the baseline tickets. I mean, it'll cost you two hundred dollars, but yeah, they've got them all the way up until like row H and stuff. Wow, yeah, tickets uh, not cheap, but if you really wanted to go to it. Um, Okay, well, let's get started on predictions. Um, So as of this recording, the predictions aren't out yet. Um, But by the time this goes up, uh, they should be out or they'll be coming out shortly. Um, So continue this a teaser if they're not out yet, but I I would imagine they would be. Um, Oh, boy. So every year uh, on Royals Review, we have the staff. We basically make our predictions for the Royals record. Uh, the Royals' WAR leader for each position type for pitcher, p- pitcher player, pitcher position, and then um, all of their standings, the postseasons, and then the various awards. Um, let's just jump right in, Max. What did you? What do you think that the Royals finished this year?
2: I have them at seventy and ninety-two, and I've kind of gone back and forth on that between seventy and seventy-five wins, and I kind of settled at seventy. And I know that seems really pessimistic, but, I mean, this is a team that won 80 games last year, lost two of their top hitters, lost, like, five of their top eight pitchers <laughs> last year, including their best starter, yeah. a couple of their best relievers. So, you know, and last year, there 80, they won 80 games, but their Pythag was more like 72 and 90. So, uh, you know, the bullpen's pretty much a mess right now, I think. Yeah. And, I, you know, they could sort things out, but there's going to be a lot of growing pains with that bullpen. I think the offense is is maybe not as bad as you might think losing Hosmer and Kane because I think they did do a good job you know adding John Jay and and Lucas Duda but it's still going to be probably one of the worst two or three offenses in the league and then the starting rotation I think is actually probably a little bit better but not appreciably so so yeah I'm not super optimistic I know I think Detroit's going to be terrible this year so that might help pad their win total a little bit but there are some really good teams that are going to beat up on them this year. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, you look at the top top of the league: Cleveland, Houston, New York, Boston, uh, even Minnesota. I think is going to be pretty good. So, seventy wins, I think is, you know, it's going to be. There's going to be some lean years. I think a lot of fans are expecting that. Uh, I don't know if they expect that lean of a year, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, definitely going to be some fun visits out to Yankee Stadium. It feels like every year the Royals play four games at Yankee Stadium. Um, and if they play, I'll have to look at the schedule, but if they play four games at Yankee Stadium, (laughs) oh my God, imagine Ian Kennedy (laughs) facing all those, I mean, I think, I'm sure it was, because the Royals played Aaron Judge, the Yankees, and when Aaron Judge set the rookie home run record, um, and I think it was Ian Kennedy that got lit up doing that, so there's going to be some, there's going to be some pain, for sure, especially with the Indians, and even the Twins, I mean, they're, you know it'll be it'll definitely test the patience of fans. Jeremy, what did you decide? What did you project? Predict, not project, predict.
0: I I went a little bit uh <laughs> it ends up being on the uh, more optimistic side, but I I went with 75 wins. Um I believe in this lineup way more than I think pretty much any of the uh, the other Royals review writers do and uh i feel good about this the rotation the biggest thing with the rotation is the injuries if they can avoid too many pitchers being hurt too long then i think they'll have a pretty good rotation and then like max said the big question is going to be that bullpen because it it was a giant mess last year and all of their best pitchers from last year are gone so uh it's it a lot of it a lot of the season whether they could they could even think about going over 75 wins would, would depend on the bullpen kind of coming together and being a lot better than it, it might look right now.
3: Yeah,
1: no, definitely. I I had, um, oh, by the way, they do play four games at the Yankees. Um, I don't know how, every year they play four games at the Yankees. I don't know why that is, but um, I have them at seventy ninety two. I literally just changed it because um, I had them at 72-90. and 90, And so I said, you know what, I think Max is right. 792 is a good fit. Um, as Jeremy mentioned, they have the bullpen. is somewhat important, but uh, I mean, what's the best case? What's the best case scenario for this bullpen? Like Herrera's good. Herrera goes back to being good. Herrera, and and then what? I mean, what else?
2: Ma- Mauer Mauer is uh, kind of shows that his ERA, you know, was underperforming his FIP, yeah. and he's actually a pretty good reliever and. Even in that scenario, though, it's like right. if he pitches well, I think he will probably get traded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe Richard Lovelady and a couple other young arms, Miguel Almonte, uh, Kevin Lenick, Tim Hill. Maybe some of the young rookies end up being really good relievers. I mean, yeah. that's that's possible.
1: Yeah, uh, Justin Grimm could do okay. I mean, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like could be okay, but like even if they even if they hit like oh they had a good season. A good season for some of these guys isn't that good of a season. You know what I'm thinking? You know, I mean, yeah, uh, Birch Smith or Blaine Boyer having a good season is like, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's just there's there's just a, a good lot. season would be
2: like half a win, right? You know, yeah. like half a win, you know, above replacement. So right, yeah, you're not and upside there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the only the only guy, I mean, Herrera is the only guy protected to be above half a win. Uh, he's at point nine, and then Marauer is uh, Marauer Mar is uh half a win exactly and yeah they've got his ERA and FIP just basically being in locket um, so I don't know that's my biggest concern is the offense I think I think we might be underrating maybe not I I mean Max mentioned some points about it but I, I think overall some folks might be underrating just how bad the offense might be Um, adding Lucas <laughs> Duda definitely helped um, but I mean this is still a team that's going to be playing you know I'll see these escobars for 160 games and then uh, I don't know. Merrifield, I think, is going to regress, and then you've got <laughs> Alex Gordon hitting 140 in spring training. That now he has to go, you know, get more minor league at bats against the the, the minor league camp, and John Jay and Bonifacio, the only kind of one of the rays of lights, is suspended for 80 games. And I don't know. It's just that's a lot of that's a lot of hurt.
2: Yeah, I think there's more guys that you would. regression candidates than guys that you think would improve. I mean, uh, you know, Salvi, probably going to be about the same. Duda is, you know, he's on the older side. I can see him regressing some. Merrifield, you could probably go either ways, but, um, you know, a guy that had a big spike in performance like that, you would at least be wary of him regressing. Esky, obviously, is on the downside of whatever little offensive talent he had. (laughs) Even Moose. Moose, you know, had a big thirty eight home run year, you wouldn't expect him to necessarily repeat that. His on base percentage has been trending downward. Gordon is kind of a lost cause. John Jay I think is a nice pickup, nice offensive player, but he's probably more towards the end of his career than at the in the, in the prime. Uh and then so like and then Soler and Bonifacio would be guys that you think would maybe be on the upward side of things and maybe modesty if he ends up contributing. But I mean yeah, there's a lot of guys it's it's an offense that even if they perform at kind of what you think they will perform it wouldn't be very good. And if yeah. they, if we get a lot of those regression candidates actually regressing, then that that could be a, a, a really big disaster.
1: Yeah. What do you think, Jeremy? Do you have any
0: thoughts on the offense? I, the only thoughts I have, um, I, I try, I, I look at this lineup and I, I, you know, obviously you guys have points when you talk about regression and I just, I keep looking at it and not seeing the regression in oh. you know, rose colored glasses or I guess, Royals colored glasses uh, that I'm wearing, but um, I just John Jay is like a legitimate uh, leadoff hitter that the Royals haven't had in a while. He's got that. He's got a decent career OBP, and maybe it goes down some, but maybe it doesn't. And I don't think Whit Merrifield is likely to take a step forward, but I'm not. I'm not sold that he's going to start regressing yet either. Um, I. I maybe Moose doesn't hit 38 home runs, but I watched him adjust in 2015 to finally start hitting the ball the other way, and then when they started pitching him more inside in 2016 and 2017, he started pulling it. So I feel like he uh, the biggest problem for Gordon has been a lack of adjustment, but I think Moose can keep up with that, and and then just everybody. I I think Solaire could break out still, and I keep seeing everybody could kind of stay the same. But if they regress at all, then, yeah, the lineup is going to be complete garbage. You're absolutely right. Yeah,
1: the the Musaka's point is interesting because, um, I mean, he could either be – it's kind of like either or. He could either hit for power, which is kind of what he did last year, where he tried to just pull everything, swing at everything, um, and then – or there's the kind of, yeah, go opposite way, kind of go more contact. And, if, I mean, if he can find a happy ground, you know, you could maybe have 25 right. to 30 home runs and then um, –
0: you know, he still had 22 home runs in 2015.
1: Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, but you would think that, you know, it'd be great if there was a best of both worlds with him, I guess. Because um, in 2015, ah, never mind, his walk rate, Yeah, his walk rate was better than last year, but it was 7%. I was thinking he walked a little bit more. Um, he actually walked more in 2016,
0: um, but of
1: course he was injured. Uh,
0: Small sample size, Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, I really like, I, I like the current Misakis. I'd rather him swing at everything because that worked for him, even though his OBP was, was pretty garbage. Um, but, I don't know. It was, he, he had one of those awesome seasons. So, I think, I think he only got, I think it was once he got called out looking one time. Because uh, I kept track of that all year. And
0: wasn't that the first time he even took a strike looking like he, every strike he'd had was a foul ball or he it was swinging a miss. No, I'm sure he took to some that
1: first pitch strike. I mean, I would have, I would have okay. think he did or like some three Oh strikes or something.
0: Um, okay. I must you, I must have misremembered. It was just the, he hadn't struck out looking until then.
1: Yeah. I mean, he only had, yeah, he had the, had the one or two, um, uh, I'm pretty sure he only did it once, but I know he did it very few times. And that's kind of thing. He's just been like, you know what, screw it, I'm just going to swing at everything. So that worked. Um, And of course, you know, he might have changed his launch angle and stuff. So, yeah, it's
0: interesting that... um, In his defense for not walking, he was batting sixth in front of a black hole for most of the season. Yeah. Uh,
1: But, you know, best... I don't know about... uh, Yeah, probably best case scenario is that he hits really well and then he gets traded, right? I mean if he's sitting well in June or July there's there's no reason to to keep him
2: well that uh, maybe i mean under uh, i think a lot of general managers but you know Dayton Moore has maybe been reluctant to trade guys if the team is playing well uh, in the past so um, you know and I, I know i think maybe the sometimes that people point that out and it gets a little overrated because he, you know when the team was not good in 2010 11 12 you know he traded guys like Jonathan Broxton away and Scott Putsednik, but Mustakas is a little different. You know, he's kind of a guy that's been with a franchise, and you know, he's a clubhouse leader. And if they're reasonably, you know, maybe not in the in the race or anything, but kind of around 500, you know, I can kind of see them saying, "Well, we want Mustakas around to kind of be a mentor, and we think, you know, getting to 500 is a is a is a laudable goal." And maybe some of that will be just kind of you know, CYA because they couldn't get a trade done. Yeah. You know, no team was willing to give them what I mean, they wanted.
0: Look at look at what the, the trade deadline did last year for guys like J.D. Martinez. There may just not be anything worth yeah. trading him for. I,
2: I, I, and I think that's a really good point. I think people saw the dude on Mustaka signing and said, well, we, you know, we can flip them at the deadline. And well, have you seen what the market's doing for these guys? I mean, like, there's a reason why Mustaka was available for, you know, one year, $6.5 million. Because no one values, a you know, older players that hit home runs, uh, especially one that's only signed for the next two months, you know. So I don't know if t- a team's going to want him in July uh, or at least be willing to give up much of anything. So, yeah, yeah we might trade him, but, I, you know, the return's going to be, I think, pretty, l- l- a little bit lighter than oh, yeah. maybe what people expect.
1: Yeah, it won't be great, especially since there's no Q. I mean, they couldn't have got the QOB traded halfway anyways. Um, but, I mean see something like that where, you know, the trading team basically, or the receiving team basically gets nothing out of them other than whatever performance they get then they let them walk. But, I mean, that's, I mean, the Royals, what's the minimum return, I guess I should say? You know, like, you know, if they're bad, let's say they're, you know, 15, 10, 15 games below 500 at the deadline. I mean, and we is this at 20 home run, you know, having a really good half season. Uh, I mean, he's, what's the minimum return for that to keep him? I mean, I, they're not going to give him away for, you know, me, um, but I'm sure that they would trade him for well, a, reason, I mean, a flyer.
2: What's the, what's, you know, why wouldn't you? I mean, like, it, trading away does two things. It not only does it bring a player in, and maybe it's not even a very good player, but it also opens up playing time for Chesler Cuthbert, right. which you do, you know, you, you might want to get a look at him. And Hunter Dozier could also, you know, be ready for Major League action at that time and maybe you want to see what he can do at third base. So, you know, I think at the deadline you try to trade him for whatever you can get. Um, Now maybe they see it differently.
1: Right. I mean, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm in the same camp trading for whatever you can get, but I'm wondering if, you know, the Royals are setting maybe like uh, a minimum return thing, like, okay, we got to get at least this kind of player. You know, we're not going to trade him for for the, uh, you know, Mariners, you know, rookie ball reliever or something like that, you know? I mean, I would be up for right. that because I'll take Dang near anybody for the most part. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Seems like they're kinda think, they could be stingy about it. The Royals might.
0: I think the other thing you've got to look out for is possibly a similar situation to what we had last year. Because the Yankees, the Astros and the um and Cleveland all look like juggernauts still. No, I, I mean, even if you look at our preview, everybody pretty much pr- predicted they were going to win their divisions. Yeah, and and of the wild cards, well, who who really stands out to you? Not nah, there's not a lot there that you're like, oh yeah, that that team's definitely going to win the wild card. So, I think you might be looking at a situation where the Royals can fool themselves into thinking they're still in it, and they don't want to trade people necessarily. Yeah, but I mean, if the season goes away, we all think it's going to
1: go, you know, it's tough to it's tough to see them being even at the deadline, and I guess even people, I mean, I was pretty pessimistic, I think Max was too last year Um, you know the season started off just how kind of I think Max and I were thinking like, oh yeah, they're bad that's what we thought, but yeah, then I mean they did find themselves kind of near the deadline, kind of still kicking around, so obviously the Royals as well have some sort of internal like, okay, if we're here by the deadline we'll keep, we'll, you know, not trade anybody away, we'll give it a shot otherwise and of course the external factors of you know, the last kind of push, but, um, I don't know. I, it's kind of really impossible sometimes to think what the organization is going to do. <laughs> you think that they're not going to bring up C. Escobar back? Well, I got news for you. First guy signed first, Jeez. first guy, first guy they signed in the off season. I think for, you know, that's,
2: a, that's first on first. us. We should, we should have predicted that. Yeah.
0: We really should, <laughs> we should have. have. Yeah. We yeah, thought they might yeah have that's won. on us. Come on. That taxes Escobar. Yeah. Yeah
1: okay well uh let's see so basically uh i think so also we also pick like i said the position player war leader and the pitcher war leader um no surprise basically everybody picked um danny duffy to be the pitcher war leader i picked jake Junis, just kind of a wild card and then um another writer on the site he picked Ian kennedy uh sterling did um i don't I'll completely ignore that in Kennedy one. That's, that's bonkers. Let's be honest. (laughs) Um, He's not here to defend himself. Yeah, I'm going to pick on him, but come on. Uh, But Jake Junis, I'll explain my pick. I think Duffy's going to be injured a bunch more this year. Um, He was already kind of a little bit injured this uh, spring training and people only get more injured as they get older. And so I think Judas is going to pitch 170, 180 innings at least. um, And just kind of, add value through that, so probably be a two win pitcher or so um which is great for kind of what he was and everything I mean his draft pick and where he's come from so that's my pick uh you guys explain why you guys think duffy is going to be that
2: i almost I almost want junas as well I think I'm pretty high on him I think he's gonna be pretty solid this year and I, and yeah I think there's the injury risk with duffy and there's also the chance he gets traded so oh
3: yeah
2: uh but uh I guess I just you know I think Duffy's probably the sure bet just because of his track record. But um, yeah, Junis wouldn't surprise me at all. I think uh, Junis is a pretty solid pick, and and yeah. I think they'll they'll probably be the two two leaders at the end.
0: I actually almost went with Carnes. Oh yeah. Um, I just I really liked the way he was pitching last year before he got hurt, and he um he's he's looked okay during the spring from what little I got to see. But I I just couldn't trust... I trusted Duffy's health more than I trusted Carnes, so that's oh yeah kind of how he ended up there.
1: If you think Duffy's going to be injured, Carnes is going to be injured double that amount, I bet. Um, well, so Max, you mentioned trading Duffy. Uh, it's you know whatever July twenty eighth or something, and the Royals decide okay we're going to trade Danny Duffy. Are Royals fans going to be disappointed with the return?
2: Uh. I mean, I think so. I think I think most Royals fans, number one, there's an emotional attachment to Duffy. So I think the fans are just going to be disappointed in general, yeah. just kind of bummed, you know, like, oh, there's this guy that finally wants to stay in Kansas City, and he's really likable and interacts with fans, and, and, and of course, we, we're trading him, um, if we trade him. And, you know, I think your attitude, like a lot of people's attitude will be like, well, if we do have to give him up, well, it better be a really great haul. Yeah. And again, like, you know, the market, the trade market just been really weird this off season. Like, um, I mean, you have a better sense of the Garrett Cole trade, but, I, you know, my sense is it's probably a little underwhelming for the kind of quality pitcher Garrett Cole is. And if that's the return for Cole, you know, Duffy's probably, you know, at that level or a little, little less, probably. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah. you know, if that's what the market is, it seems like everyone's hoarding prospects right now. And so, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the odds of them trading Duffy are very high right now because I think their asking price is going to be a lot because right. they're not any, under any obligation to trade them right now. They they have them for the next uh, what was it four years I think. So um, they don't have to trade them. They don't, They only they should only trade them if they they do get kind of blown away with an offer. But I'm not sure there's a blockbuster offer to be made now. Maybe someone you know the Giants. You know they they've lost a lot of starting pitchers already at the beginning of the year and. You know, they're the kind of franchise that has kind of panicked and, and made kind of big trades like that. I don't think they have much left in their system, but, no, yeah. um, you know, there are a couple of organizations that may decide they want to partner with the prospects. Dave Dombrowski kind of notorious for for trading away his prospects. So maybe there's a deal out there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know I don't know if the odds are that great that you can get a, a huge blockbuster for Duffy right now just because of the market. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I definitely think. And the Cole one is interesting one. Um I think he's only got one year left, but then, yeah, but then Duffy's for more, but Cole's a better pitcher and younger. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of kind of, like, add subtraction Mm of that, but... um, And then, of course, the Pirates had... Where, like, they have to... Their weird valuation of players, like I kind of wrote about, that they have to, like, go for guys who are, you know, not high floors, but high probability of success and the whatnot. So, I think... I don't know what Royals fans would think about that, but I do think that a lot of the, kind of the cat, not casual, but the standard Royals fan, they think Duffy is, you know, one of the top 10, 15 pitchers in the league, which isn't necessarily the case. I mean, Duffy's good, but, I mean, what's his, 147 innings? I think it's his career, the most he's ever pitched in a single season. Um, and that's, I mean, I don't know how you guys find Ace, but
0: how many? It can be really oh, easy to okay. convince yourself that... He was hurt last year, but he's not going to be hurt this year, and yeah. he will be yeah. top pitcher. Yeah, it, it, it's so easy to convince yourself that right.
1: 179 I mean, innings is, is his max, but there, he was like a half reliever, half starter in 2016, so that kind of helped a bit.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. he was good I last just, year, but I think that I, I, think we see him. I think a lot of the normal fans thinks thinks of him a little higher
0: than maybe the rest of the league does. I well, I so uh, so good. I was just going to say, I I see two possible futures for Danny Duffy. Either the Royals trade him sometime this year, and even if they somehow did a multi-team deal and got the top three prospects in baseball, a lot of fans would be really upset. Sure. Yeah. Or they don't trade him this year. He's probably hurt a lot and, and kind of devalues himself and makes it impossible to trade him for the rest of his contract. And by the end of it, everyone's booing him the same way they were booing Mike Sweeney because of the injuries and the gradually diminishing performance.
1: Yeah, or even Alex <laughs> Gordon. I mean, I don't know if people. I feel like I was just talking the other day about people were booing Alex Gordon, right? No, maybe not. I um, last. I, I know week.
2: they're booing him, but there's definitely a lot of negativity around yeah. him right now.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned a good point, Jeremy, about that. Where, um, I mean, if he's hurt, you know, he's not. He's not exactly cheap. You know, he's not making four or five million. He, he's going to start be making you know mid teens here soon. Um, which is not cheap, particularly for the Royals. And if he can't stay healthy, I mean, he's a depreciation asset, depreciating asset as it is. He's only going to start getting more expensive and more customer for healthy. So I think I'm in the camp of kind of move him at all cost. But uh, I don't know. That's, I don't know. He Obviously, when the Royals are going to be good again, at least, you know, what a lot of us are expecting, Duffy won't be on the team anymore. I mean, it's hard to see this team being good in the next four years, good enough to compete. And if they are good enough to compete, it's probably unlikely that you know thirty-four-year-old Duffy is going to be you know much of an addition to this. I
0: I could see a scenario where if he really wanted to stay a royal, he might um, convert to full-time relief to try and deal with some of these injury issues, mm-hmm. um, as we've seen some people do before, like Kelvin Herrera. And I could see him being successful in that role for a while. But other than that, yeah. Yeah, or go the
1: way of the Andrew Miller kind of um, long reliever kind of thing. You know, pitch mm-hmm. three, four innings. Or maybe not four, but pitch, you know, three innings, come out of the bullpen. Because, yeah, I mean, he would definitely be pretty fun to watch, just kind of hurl it like we got to see in 2016. Okay, so um, the little more split decision, though, was kind of all across the board for the most part. I think we have one, two, three, four... Uh, four different people for the position player uh, war leader. Uh, Max, who'd
2: you go with? I went with Witt, kind of by default, yeah. just because. So, like Salvi, I was kind of thinking that would be the, the way I'd go, but then I figured his, his his numbers have kind of declined, other than his home run numbers. Yeah, uh, his defensive has kind of declined, and there's I think the injury risk is pretty high with him every year. Um, Moose. Uh, you know he he was a 1.8 war player last year, even with the 38 home runs. So I feel like a lot of his value is now tied up in those home runs. Yeah, definitely. And so like you know, other than that, you know, I think Wit, you know, provides solid defense and speed, which I think that you know that doesn't it's not really prone to slumps. Um, and so even if his hitting does go through like a, maybe he has a bad year at the bat, I think at least have that to fall back on. So. I went with Witt, uh, but I'm curious to hear your your rationales for your picks.
1: Um, I went with Mike Moustakis, Um Kind of the same thing with Junis, where Moustakis, uh, I mean, Perez is probably going to be injured. I mean, I guess Moustakis could be injured, and I think Merrifield is probably going to kind of regress a bit. Um, I went with Moustakis just because, you know, plays third base. I think his defense isn't as, I mean, it's not as maybe not as good as it used to be. I mean, you know, talking two years ago, so he might be a little slower after that injury, but still should be good defense um, and just plays. I mean, he should be good for, you know, 150-whatever games a year, so he's kind of one of those guys that just adds value being on the field. I could see it being Perez, um, but I don't know. It kind of just went with Mustakas. But, Jeremy, you chose Mustakas as well. What was your
3: thought?
0: Yeah, I, this is kind of the same thing with Salvi. I just... Have this sneaking suspicion the injuries and all that time behind the plate is going to start to catch up to him this year, um, and and the concussions he's had a he's had a few of them now, yeah. Um, so that that worries me. And if it's not going to be if Salvi's healthy, then it's going to be him. But I think I kind of have this feeling that Moose is going to be healthy this year. I think his, I even think his defense might rebound. I think he was still at the beginning of last year. He was still dealing with the leg injury, and I think um. It got aggravated when he got hit uh, by that Detroit pitcher. I forget his name. Bruce um, Rondone. Yeah, the name of of an
2: infamy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think, and that aggravated it. And I think that probably, I know it hurt his playing time. And I, I wonder how much that hurt his defense. So I wonder if his defense might rebound a little bit this year and uh, make him a little bit more valuable.
2: So this year, uh, I, I got a. I did a poll on, online and asked fans to kind of give their predictions as well because I wanted to incorporate that with our predictions. And for the position players, uh, Witt Merrifield actually won. I mean, he's up big in the polling oh, wow. with 63% of the vote. Oh, wow. Oh. And, yeah, uh, with Salvi getting 17 and Moose getting 15. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought – I knew Wit was popular, and I think because he's younger. Well, he's not younger than Moose. He's actually <laughs> – Older than Moose. I think the fact that people perceive him being younger yeah, uh, and kind of on the upside. Ned does. For I sure. think maybe makes him more And he's time. pretty. Yeah. And he's handsome. He's yeah. very handsome. Ned
1: calls – Ned mentions the young guys one more time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the young They're guys. They're younger than him. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say he's older than me. Um, And uh, it's – I can't – who is it? It's like Merrifield – I'm trying to think of who else he calls part of the young guys – I think like Orlando, Orlando. Yeah, Orlando, who's like 31, I think.
2: Uh, he's, he's older than Lorenzo Cain.
1: <laughs> and then like, I think he calls Soler kind of young. And I mean, Soler hasn't been around that long, but I think Soler is what, 26 um, 26, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, uh you know, if you want to spill the beans on that poll, that would be cool. I want to I want to just shout out Matt Lamar for picking Alex Gordon as the position player.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's got faith, man. He's a, he's a <laughs> true blue Alex Gordon fan.
1: Did anybody did did what's Gordon polling?
2: Oh uh, man, I oh, look, you don't, have don't see you. any votes for. Him. No. Oh no, I have in front oh. of me. I, I don't see any votes for him. Oh, damn, it's so. <laughs> I, I see one want... vote for Lucas Duda. One, one vote for Lucas Duda. One vote for Jorge Soler. Three Uh-oh. for John Jay. And <laughs> John, Jay. <laughs> John for Alex Gordon. Yeah, oh, Alex Gordon receiver. So, so Escobar Lamar obviously didn't vote
1: I think it's so Escobar got as many votes as Gordon, huh? Yeah, <laughs>
2: no,
1: that's not a good sign. And yeah. aye, aye, aye. okay. Um all right, so without diving too deep into things, um so the AL East, pretty much everybody unanimously picked the Yankees. Uh Dugan obviously had to be Dugan and he picked the Red Sox, uh, but then everybody else didn't pick the Red Sox. So basically we all basically see the Red Sox and Yankees. Um, coming out of the East. Uh, the Central, I guess, is what I really should have started with. Um, as you can imagine, everybody had, not everybody, but most people had the Indians winning. Max, you had the Twins, though, winning the Central. So
2: so some of that is just me being contrarian because yeah. I think it's boring to, to go with chalk and just pick the favorites from last year. But I do think the Twins are well-suited for the regular season because I, I think that lineup is going to be really good. I think they're going to lead the league. Well, maybe them and the Yankees will probably be neck and neck for runs scored.
3: Uh,
2: and their and their pitching's pretty good. I mean, I, you know, they um, they've got uh, you know they added Lance Lynn and they yeah. added uh, Jake Odorizzi and Irvin Santana was pretty good last year. Jose Barrios is, is young and was yeah, good sure. last year and has some really solid upside. I have some questions about their bullpen, but they got something they could address mid season. Uh, but yeah, I think they're they're pretty well equipped for the regular season. I like the Indians a lot. Uh, in fact, I picked them to to win the pennant as a wild card because uh, I think their pitching is going to be more suited for October. But and the Twins, I don't think are well suited for October at all. But um, I think the Twins, yeah, I think they're they're going to be really good, and they're kind of they're they're on the verge of I think something here. I think they're going to be kind of the team everyone talks about the next couple years, and yeah. this may be the start of that.
1: And Sino is not going to be out. He's not <clears throat> suspended, which is I mean, a good for their offense. Maybe not morally good, but at least for their offense, it's a good <laughs> sign. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think the Twins are weird, too, because now they're no longer going on this pitch-to-contact thing, pitch-to-contact yeah. idea, because, like, for years they led the league in, well, they lagged the lead the league in strikeout uh, rate. They always had these just contact pitcher guys, but now they're like, wait a second, what are we doing? So I'm glad that they're no longer going with that. Um, but, Jeremy, you've got the Indians. Um, you just kind of follow in just basic, just like, I mean, I'm the same, but just, you know, they're the best team in the
0: Central. Are they they basically they lost Carlos Santana and I their lineup is good enough to to overcome that loss especially if yonder Alonso does anything like what he did last year yeah um and their pitching is still their pitching their bullpen is still their bullpen I just I and I I'm not all in on the, the twins I think there's a fair chance I remember uh 2015 they were they were all oh, they were coming up they were doing great things and then in 2016 they completely bombed and i kind of wonder if that might happen again even though i did i did predict them to to take a wild card spot
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> like Max said i mean they've got the their bullpens doesn't isn't necessarily that great um and i mean Buxton might not hit very well i mean he had some flashes but i mean What's his name? Just got suspended, Hori uh, Polanco. No, Hori Polanco. Someone just got yeah, suspended. Yeah, Polanco. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. They're starting short, starting shortstop.
1: Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely something I mean, they're not. Yeah. I mean, the problem is have they have uh, all of these kind of mid-tier, kind of like 84 win teams. They've got to compete with the Yankees and the Astros and you know the Indian. I mean, they've got to they've got to go up against these teams that are clearly better than them. Like clear, but you know. the
2: Twins also get a lot of games against the Royals, yeah. White Sox, and Packers, yeah, so they could no, sure. they could beat up on those teams pretty pretty good, and and uh, you know get to ninety wins. Yeah. Um, so you know, it kind of
0: cuts both ways a little no, bit. Sure.
1: Um, and then I think we've all got so it's the Indians basically across the board with two people, Max and Sean Thornton, picking the Twins, and then basically everybody else picked the Twins if you didn't pick the Indians, except for Alex Duvall, who picked the Royals um, to finish second. And then, then then the dissension kind of starts, a kind of a flip-flop between White Sox and Royals. Um, I know Max and I have the White Sox being better. Um, Jeremy has the Royals being better than the White Sox. Was that kind of just a toss- up, Jeremy or do you think that there's a clear difference between the two teams?
0: It, it basically comes down to uh, like we were saying before with the Royals lineup if it if the Royals lineup progresses the way you guys think it will, then they're going to be just, they're going to they're gonna stink. They're going to be a dumpster fire. If they don't regress, which is kind of what I'm thinking, then they're going to be almost average. And I'm not all in on the White Sox prospects being ready. Yeah, sure. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. And again, if the White Sox prospects are ready, if I'm wrong about that, then they're just going to blow the Royals out of the water. But Yeah.
1: I know, like, Giolito... Put up a pretty impressive number. I know it's spring training, but g stuff just looked pretty good. Um, Kopech, I think, did well. Lopez. I mean, they've got a bunch of guys that... Um, they, You're right. They've got a bunch of these kind of high-variance kind of prospects. I think Dave Cameron wrote about that on Fangraphs. Um, you know, Mancada could do really well. Uh, What's-his-dang-name. Uh, Eloy Jimenez could do well. I mean, they've got a bunch of guys that, like, okay, these guys... If they play and if they kind of up to their hype, then yeah, I mean, they are, they're good enough to be a third place team. That's kind of unfortunate to say these top prospects, if they play really well, they could be a third place team. Uh, but you're right. I mean, James Shields is our opening day starter. I mean,
0: that's I think I don't think that has any I, don't, I think that has less to do with the talent of the rotation and more to do with trying to put the pressure. He's he's the veteran and he's faced that pressure before and they want to keep that off the young guys for now. Jeremy, I don't think you heard me right. James Shields is their opening day starter. (laughs) Big
1: game, James. Inexcusable. That's, you know, 2012 race, okay. But, uh, I don't know, I just... No, you're right. They probably, yeah, I mean, uh, teams don't necessarily always roll out their best pitcher on opening day. Um, And the White Sox,
3: well,
1: yeah. I was thinking they got Miguel Gonzalez. I was thinking, like, wait a second, who's behind James? It's it's Miguel Gonzalez. So I I think that they are definitely not rolling out. They don't have that yeah. much of a choice for the veteran guy. It's Shields or Gonzalez. So. Okay.
2: Um, I think, I think uh, you know, if you looked at the All-Star break, I, I would definitely have the Royals ahead of the White Sox on the standings, probably by a couple of games. Hmm. Uh, it's just that I think from that point on, if the White Sox start calling up their young guys uh, and the Royals start trading away some of their guys, because right now the White Sox roster looks like kind of garbage <laughs> but you know but i really like the young arms i have yeah. uh giolito and ronaldo lopez and
3: fulmer. carson
2: fulmer and, and carlos rodon yeah, yeah uh uh and kopich um so i think their arms are going to be really good by the end of the the rotation by the end of the year you know once they kind of get through with the james Shields experiment and dfam and
3: yeah. june or
2: whatever um you know their rotation is gonna be pretty good i think yeah. it's um so i think that you know from that point on i think they could outplay the royals and the royals at that point, I think be be much more in flux with maybe some guys, yeah. um, some younger players there, and then they'll starting lineup.
1: They're definitely set up to be a team that um, two, three years from now, could be. I mean, I think their window is coming. Just the windows start to be kind of cracked open. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's not being burst open, but it's definitely the, at a point where okay, okay, you could see some skill coming here, and then they've got um, a whole bunch of guys. I mean. Like I said, Elo Jimenez, and Luis Robert, Alec Hansen, Dylan Cease out of the bullpen, Blake Rutherford, who they got from the Yankees. I mean, they've got a bunch of guys that, you know, in two, three years could also be kind of a wave. So there's some thunder kind of, you know, kicking up. Uh, but it's, you know, it's not here just yet. So, um, okay. And then, of course, I think everybody picked the Tigers to be last except for uh, Ryan Heffernan. Uh, but uh, let's just sum it up right here. Give me one word to describe the Tigers.
2: Trash, <laughs> dumpster yeah. fire. Yeah, dumpster
1: fire.
0: <laughs> what do you think, Jeremy? I I'm not sure there's a word that can accurately describe them.
2: Like, yeah, as in... tell tell the people tell the people who's on the roster. I mean, look oh, at their man. starting lineup. I mean, it's uh, let's see, so it's Miguel Cabrera. Okay, so yeah. I mean, Miguel Cabrera is recognizable. Nicky uh, Castellanos. But is he any their...
0: good anymore? That's yeah, a good that's, question. Hey, yeah, and if he, he's, he's, he's gonna be healthy.
2: For two wins,
1: I mean that's okay. That's pretty good. Still ish. So here's
2: here's the rest of their projected starting lineup. <laughs> Dixon Machado at second. <laughs> Mikey Matuk in left. Leonis Martin in center.
3: No.
2: Uh Jaimir Candelario at third. Uh Victor Martinez, who I forgot is still playing. Oh, he's God. a DH.
1: That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah.
2: know, that's uh that's not a good st- I mean there's Jose Iglesias is okay, James McCann's okay. Um, the rotation. Jordan, you want you want to make fun of James Shields starting on opening day? Opening day. How about opening day starter Jordan Zimmerman, yeah. who had yeah, have ERA over six last year? Yeah. He's, uh, Francisco Liriano's in the rotation. Matthew oh, yeah. Boyd's in the rotation,
1: and Fulmer's always hurt. hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least Boyd is young. Yeah, but like but Francisco Liriano, there's no excuse.
2: Matthew Boyd is a Whit Merrifield young. He's oh, he's twenty seven.
0: Oh, oops. <laughs> Well,
1: and Mike I mean, they've got one of those, okay, so this is a, cla- this is like a classic, like, projection system, this is, this is a classic, like, I get to pick what numbers I want to look at, because the Tigers rotation, uh, it, it projection by Fangraph, she's in their war, which is, you know, fit based. Michael Fulmer, three wins. Jordan Zimmerman, 1.3. Fires, 1.1. Boyd, 1.2. Liriana, 1.3. Norris, 1.4. They've got one, two, three, four, five pitchers, basically being a one-and-a-half win pitchers, and then they've got Fulmer at three wins. So they're 10, 10 wins for their bullpen they've got calculated. I mean, if you like the projections, I mean, if you buy them, and I you know, I, I think that they're well-founded at least, they actually don't look like too bad of a rotation. Not great. But, you know, not awful. Um, but that's if you buy them. And so that's on the words like if the you know if I was like, Oh, the Royals rotation is predicted to be ten wins, you know, here's all the thing, blah, 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 people like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. But then, you know, if it's the Tigers, the people are like, Oh no, 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 it's way over. So I think <laughs> And I think th- I think go, it's not that ahead.
2: bad. Yeah, I think Zimmerman is a bounce back candidate. Yeah. Yeah. And Fulmer I think is really good. Francisco Lariano, I mean, I think he's about the end of the line. And Matthew Boyd, I've never been—he always seems to do well against the Royals, but I, you know, he, I'm just not impressed by him. And then, like after that, they just have no depth. It's like Buck Farmer and a bunch of guys in AAA that probably shouldn't be in the big leagues. I mean, it's they—they their farm system is just you know an inch ahead of ours because they started the rebuild before we did. Uh, so I, you know, yeah. I don't. No, I, could... I If there's if they have an injury. Of yeah. any sort you know, like the former's hurt a lot. Right, he's hurt. In, their rotation is terrible.
1: And t- ten wins is the twenty-fifth best. You know, I mean, it's still yeah. not even that great. But I mean, it's
3: yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know. They're not. At least they're not. Well, the Orioles are basically Kevin Gossman and everybody. Oh, I guess they've Alex Cobb now. I so see. The Orioles are basically just two pitchers, and then everything else is bad. But um, all right. So, and then in the West, this would be kind of a fun one. Obviously, we would pick the Astros. That's kind of an easy one. Um, I would have definitely made fun of anybody who didn't pick the Astros. Even if even if they were right by this time next year, I still would have uh, felt uh, in just doing that. But then, there's a little bit of turmoil, kind of overall. I wish Alex was here to explain the Mariners, but most of us pick the Angels to both win the West and also make the wild card. Um, I don't know. General thoughts on that? Kind of anybody... Particularly high on the Angels, or just maybe aren't that high on the rest of the AL wild card contenders.
2: I'm not that high on the Angels. I think they'll finish second just because I think they're they'll be mediocre, and the other teams in the West are kind of bad. <laughs> but but uh, you know they they still had a pretty thin roster, and I, I I like the moves they made this off season. I think they made they had a good off season, but um you know I think they kind of just went from being a poor team to a Mediocre team, uh, you know. I think Otani would be good. I know there's some concerns after spring training, but I, I don't think he's, you know. I think he's gonna be good, but probably not mm-hmm. like superstar he's his first year. Roof. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I, I think they'll be okay, probably in the mix, but maybe on the outside looking in. Uh, you mentioned Alex Duvall picked, picked the Mariners. He's the only one to pick the Mariners second uh, and in the wild card. And I think the Mariners could be good, or they could be just like terrible. Like I can't figure them out. At all, and they—I mean, number one, because it's hard to figure out who's on the roster because they trade guys like, every <laughs> yeah. single week. But uh, you know, they, it seems like they, it seems like they're kind of picking up some good players, and they've got some decent players there. But then you look at some of the like you look at their starting rotation, yeah. you're like, that's that's kind of scary. So I don't know, like they could be good, and and we're just not seeing it. But most likely, I think the Angels seem like a pretty solid second place team.
1: Yeah, the the are like a first baseman away from being a little more safe. I mean, Ryan Healy is basically a replacement level and then mm-hmm. Vogelbach is kind of, so yeah, they've got, they're kind of like, yeah, they're in that like, what are they going to be kind of mode? Cause they've got a couple legitimately very good players. I mean, Kyle Seeger, uh, James Paxton, Cano's still pretty decent, uh, Cruz. I mean, they've got a couple of Zanino kind of turning around. So, and then Edwin Diaz, they've got an elite closer. I mean, they've got a bunch of makings of a good team, but then it's just kind of like, well, they've also got to play the Astros, and then they've also got to play the Angels, a bon- You know, it, it's something that it's just kind of tough to be like, oh, okay, this is a playoff team. You know, you guys are shaking your heads, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really see them being good this year, uh, but you know, they're. <laughs> Heck, their roster in July could look a lot different than it does now. So, yeah. uh, you know, like you said, they've got some pieces to build around. Um, There's just not. They're kind of stuck in no man's land, really, because they're, they're not. They're definitely not a super team, but they're just definitely not yeah. at the bottom of the barrel, like right. I think the A's and Rangers are. I mean, I, the A's are kind of interesting. They're kind of. I could kind of see them being a high variance
3: yeah.
2: team too, just because they've got some. They've got a lot of young players. They they are really young. Um, and the, so I can see them kind of being good if those guys take a step. Um, but th- there's also going to be a lot of, you know, lumps. Yeah. So they're probably gonna be, you know, in 90 lost territory. But Oscar, the Rangers, I don't know, like, I, they seem really bad to me. I don't, and that kind no. of surprised me when I looked at the roster because, you know, I'm kind of used to them being pretty decent and, and I don't, I think maybe I've been underestimating them for, for like the last five years. I keep thinking they're going to be bad and they're not, but I don't know, the roster looked kind of crummy to me. Like, no, you're right. They've yeah. got a couple good starting pitchers, but then um, the lineup is kind of con- con- contingent on a lot of
1: yeah. guys kind good. of yeah. you know,
2: being – Yeah, Belcher, how much does he have left? Su Chu, is he pretty much done? Um, you know, Joey Gallo. Yeah,
1: next, is next no,
2: Joey you. Gallo going to be any good? So, I, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know.
2: They, they could be really good. There's some talented players there. I just don't know how they – it did not seem like they're a team that kind of fits together very yeah. well. No, Never get,
0: think, bet against Beltre, though.
1: Yeah, I know. I, yeah. yeah, He's still projected for the like angels wander.
2: three wins.
1: Oh, my goodness. he's so That's insane. Um, Hall of Famer. Uh, yeah, I think most, well, yeah, I mean, basically, I think for most of us, it was a toss-up. Not Maybe not a toss-up, but it was definitely Rangers A's in the back half. Uh, yeah. I mean, the back, Yeah. whatever it is, back two. Um, so the NL East. You- oh, go ahead,
2: no. Yeah, do you do you think it's uh, bad for baseball that the American League seems, and we could be wrong, but it seems very predictable and like, and maybe that's because some so many teams are kind of tanking and no. we have these super teams. I don't know—is that good or bad?
1: I mean, no, I don't necessarily think so. I don't know if this is a perfect analogy, but like, this is kind of like the Premier League in soccer, where basically Premier League is just four teams or five teams. Um, right, it's you know. Man U, Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, and then Tottenham is up there. I mean, and, you know, Leicester, Liverpool. Like, there's four teams that dominate, four or five teams that dominate every single year. The only competitors every single year. Uh, You know, save for Leicester uh, one year. So, EPL just signed one of the biggest, you know, TV contracts in, you know, soccer history. So, it's not stopping them. I mean, people still watch EPL games. They're still on NBC Sports every single Saturday, and people tune in and watch. I mean, there's nothing—competition is not an issue with the EPL as far as from viewership, from enjoyment. I think with baseball, I mean, as long as the top teams aren't the A's and the Rays and, uh, I don't know, the Marlins, like as long as it's not those teams that are like the easy, like, okay, everybody else sucks but these guys— if it's the Yankees and it's the Red Sox and it's the Astros and it's the Nationals, um, the Dodgers, the Cubs, I mean, these super teams, as long as they're big teams, no. I mean, I, I think that's going to be great for baseball viewership and baseball as a whole. Um, but it also gives, it also kind of allows the smaller teams the ability to just suck. To be honest. I mean, they're, it's, they're <laughs> just going to suck. But that's what they need. They need to be bad so that they can build their farm system up and compete. So I mean I think it's a win-win. It maybe not great television to watch the Manor, or, you know, the the A's and the Rangers play each other on a Tuesday night. Um but I mean, nah, no, I, I think it's fine. Jeremy, what do you think?
0: I you brought up the uh, the Premier League. I was thinking of the NFL where the same four teams dominate the playoffs from the AFC yeah. every year, oh, yeah. so it's and the and the NFL is doing just fine too so far as I can tell. Um so basically, the same the same idea. I and you made a great point about you know where are these teams coming from? They're coming from the the big cities. The Rangers and A's aren't going to be a good matchup on a on a Tuesday night. But even if they were a good matchup, nobody would be watching.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah And I mean,
1: it's good. I mean, it's good for. Even, I'm going to make a kind of a weird case here, but I think it's good for. The little guys, the Rays and the Royals and those small market teams kind of – well, the Rays aren't that – but you know the Pirates, the Reds, the Royals um, – to have these juggernaut New York teams and L.A. teams because the money – and it's the regonomics. I mean the money comes down to them. The more money the Yankees make, the more money the Royals make. And the more yeah. money baseball makes, the more money the Royals make. The more ability they have to spend $150, 160000000 million when they need to. Without that, without the Yankees – you know, having this gigantic sports network or the Dodgers and angels signing this huge TV deals. I mean, the Royals might not have been able to support $160 million payroll if they're not getting 120 million from the MLB, you know, for free basically. So I don't know. I think it is. So you guys are all nodding your head, right? <laughs> okay.
2: I don't, yeah, like- you know, I, I think I, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. I just, uh, if, if, if it does become kind of the same teams every year and it probably will, I think you'll, you'll probably see some surprise teams every once in a while, but I think it does. I don't know. I, th- I feel like this should be a problem if it's kind of the same teams. but you guys, I guess provide some pretty good counter examples, but I'm just thinking of like college basketball where you do have like the blue bloods who are kind of predicted to win the tournament every year, mm-hmm. but then a, lo- a loyal yeah. pops up yeah. and, and makes it to the final four. And that's, really exciting and, and i think people get into it but uh yeah we'll see i don't like just because it's predictable in, in march doesn't mean yeah. that's who we'll have in october so we'll see
0: have you guys opened? and of course have you oh sorry go ahead jeremy i i was just gonna say of course part of the reason it's so exciting that loyola shows up where it does is because they there should be no way they should be able to do that yeah. right so same thing for the for the little guys when the royals showed up in the playoffs everyone said who what How?" yeah yeah do you guys open your brackets like
1: for like the past few weeks at all? I gave up. I stopped I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm not going to open mine anymore.
0: With how bad it is, I don't uh, know anything about basketball, so I just uh. I just threw <laughs> things at the board. I said, ah, I should pick an upset about now. Well, Max, and that's
1: that's just how I did it. You're a Kansas fan. Did you pick MU or did you, MU? Did you pick KU? Uh, going very far.
2: Uh, yeah, I always, I pick them every year to win it all just because, not <laughs> because I think they will, but yeah. because if they do and I didn't pick them, I'll feel really <laughs> happy about it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, my office pool, in my offices, or my, I work remotely in my office is actually in Virginia. Uh, so my, everyone, everyone in my office w- picked Virginia. <laughs> oh, Villanova. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. like the only guy that picked Kansas <laughs> and I've got a really good chance of winning our pool. Now, if nice. Kansas wins, if Villanova wins, oh. then uh, I won't win. But, uh, so I am I've got a vested interest now. And K you off.
1: Okay. So with the NL East, a little bit of the same nationals, everybody picked the nationals to win it. Um, you know, I just now noticed this, Jeremy, what are you talk What are you doing here with the Phillies winning the wild card?
0: I, I felt it was time for an upset. So I just threw one in there. I don't know. They have they have some young guys that uh, that I really like. Um, they did a couple things in the offseason. I can't remember what they were now. Ariet like Ariet um, one. Carlos yeah. Santana. Santana. Yeah. yeah. And and then they they they're the ones that have that kid who hit like all the home runs, didn't they? Reese, Reese Hoskins.
2: Hoskins.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they they have some some guys that I think. I think they might they might surprise some people and uh, uh, I I'm not a big I don't buy the Diamondbacks and the Rockies so hmm. yeah. I just I just threw a wild card in there
2: okay so uh, Sean I wanted to, I want to play yeah. a quick game with you yeah. uh, let's play the game of whose rebuild is going better <laughs> between okay. the, the Phillies and the Braves because I feel like they kind of went kind of went through it at the same time yeah and they kind of been crummy it together. So who's, I think, who's doing a better job?
1: I think if you took the classic view of who has the most and better prospects, because that's kind of the proxy, I think, for a rebuild, it's the Braves. Um, but I think that the Phillies have maybe not stumbled upon, but the Phillies got a big boost with, um, like, Hoskins is pretty dang good. I mean, and he kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, not out of necessarily out of nowhere, but people were thinking, um, I'm blanking on his name. There was another first baseman in their organization that people were like, "Oh, who's better, Hoskins or this guy?" And I can't. Uh, was
2: it Tommy Joseph?
1: Joseph? No, it's not Tommy Joseph. There's another uh, white first baseman.
2: Oh, there. Darren Darren Ruff? No,
1: no, and, it, yeah. it, and it's not Ruff. Um, but the guy hit really, really well. But uh, so I think that oh, shoot. Now I want to figure it out. Okay. Uh, So, no, I think finding Hoskins and, you know, J.P. Crawford is a top prospect, and he hasn't done that good, so he could turn it on. Kingery looks pretty decent, so they definitely have that. But then they've got, like, a bunch of the guys that traded, like, the Cole Hamels trade, like Ron Guzman, uh, not Ron Guzman, uh, Jorge Alfaro isn't that good, doesn't look like. And, I mean, uh, Odubo Herrera was was young, but he's kind of not that good. So, I definitely think the... I think at the MLB level, the Phillies are better, but at the, like, who's going to be better four years from now, I I think it's the Braves. If only because the Braves have a ton of pitchers. Um, And then, you know, Mickey Moniak, their number one overall pick, the Phillies, he's not a bust, but he's not been good at all. And that's a big, big hit to a farm system if you whiff on the number one overall pick. Uh, Normally, I mean, the Royals did okay, um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think at the MLB level, the Phillies are. I was really, really surprised to see that the Phillies coughed up. Did they cough up two draft picks for Arietta and Santana?
2: I think. Uh, yeah, I think that is right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's surprising, but the, I mean same thing with um, uh, someone else just dumped a draft pick to sign. Uh, anyways, um,
2: so I don't know. But yeah, I, I feel like that they. I think I feel like because the rebuild is kind of stuck in neutral. That they felt like they had to kind of jump-start it with Santana and Arrieta yeah, yeah. to kind of excite their fan base, and also I, this is kind of their let's trade for James, let's trade Will Myers for James Shields moment, you know, like <laughs> yeah. this will get us into the playoffs, uh, and if you know Jeremy's right, they will. But uh, yeah, but I think I agree with you. I think the Braves because they the Braves have kind of done the rebuild the way you're supposed to do the rebuild, yeah. at least the way the Astros and Cubs right. kind of laid the blueprint, and and the fact that they have. The arms. I mean, the Phillies, I don't feel like they're pitching staff. Even at the Major League level right now, you know, after there's not a lot there to get excited about and and there won't probably for a while. Whereas the Braves, yeah.
1: Nolan's pretty good, but he's hurt a lot. Sixto Sanchez is kind of like their top pitching project, but he's I mean, pretty far away. So no, I mean I definitely, the Braves have a pretty intimidating system. The Braves, I mean with Acuna turning into Acuna like, he's probably going to be a monster. And that's That's like the ultimate example of let's sign a guy. Let's just throw all over, not throw all of our money. That's like the, um, there's no perfect way to scout and sign internationally. But I like the idea of like, let's just throw a bunch of, let's just throw money at a bunch of different guys. Forget trying to get Miguel Sano. You know, forget trying to get like the four or five million guys, Kevin Kevin Mitan. Let's just throw, you know, $100,000 at 30 different guys and call it good. Um, and that's what Acuna kind of was. Um, and, the, and the Royals
2: almost right. got him. It would have been great <laughs> if he was a Royal. Um, yeah, but came so close.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it, it was Alex Cobb and the Orioles. I was surprised the Orioles copped up a draft pick to get Alex Cobb. Um, the Orioles aren't going to be particularly good, um, but they don't care about their draft picks, period. They've been trading those things away, at least the comp picks every single year.
2: Um, and at least it was a long-term deal. Like I, some of these, you know, like Lance Lynn for a one-year deal for the Twins. I'm like, Twins are going to be good for a while. Why do you sign them to a one-year deal? Why yeah, don't you yeah, yeah. offer three years for them? Yeah. Uh, and maybe Lynn wasn't up for that. But, um, you know, at yeah, we, least the Orioles will have Cobb, and I think it will be pretty decent the next couple of years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So in the Central, um, I wish – Sean Thornton was here to discuss the Brewers. I think all of us basically picked the Cubs except for you, Max. You've got the Cardinals, and then Sean picked the Brewers. What do you like about the Cardinals?
2: Uh, so they, I like their young pitchers. I think Jack Flaherty is going to be pretty good. Uh, Marco Gonzalez is all right. Um, and they're just like the Cardinals. They're like the yeah. mystery development team that Always, just, like, yeah. produces random dudes off the street to become, like, Tommy Pham and Jose Martinez and Paul Paul DeJong. Yeah. Matt Carpenter. Um,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, Matt Carpenter. I mean, like they they've got a solid team and they always seem to find guys to just kinda of plug and play. And yeah. the biggest question right now is their bullpen and I feel like, man, they're just they gotta sign Greg Holland. Hmm, and yeah. I don't know why they're not doing it, but they're they're not doing it. Uh but somehow they'll find a closer by the yeah. end of the year and I think they'll uh, Jose Martinez played for another team.
1: Do you remember who whose system he was ju- just in?
0: <laughs>
2: well, it was a number of teams. He bounced around for a while, but, yes, he was with the Kansas City Royals a couple of seasons ago. Huh. And he Might got
0: not... he got beaten out, what was Rafe Winters? Yeah. is yeah. <laughs> hitting 390, and he couldn't get on the Major League roster.
2: <laughs> and in all fairness, like, I, you know, I poo-pooed him. I was yeah. like, yeah, he's probably he's probably just a triple tri- guy. Yeah. No, and, no, he, you know.
1: But well, he made some yeah. changes. I think you. I think he's a launch angle guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um.
2: So. Well, and it's a testament to their coaching staff. I mean, these guys aren't heralded prospects in the minors, and then they get to the Cardinals, and they produce. And that's got to be coaching. I mean, it's got to be development and coaching. Uh. And and the Cardinals have it, and a lot of other teams just don't.
1: Yeah. And the Cardinals, uh, just a testament to how kind of maybe good they are at development uh or you know at least finding these guys i mean stephen pescati they i think he what does he project as that's i mean he, he projects as a two-win player they just traded him away you know randall Grychuk, kind of the same pretty decent little guy uh projects for yep two wins well they just traded him away you know they've got other guys to fill that spot 26 yeah. uh, Grychuk will be 26 pescati will be
2: what 27
1: you know, kind of guys in their prime, two-win players in the prime, and yeah, we got other guys, you know. That's... Aldemus
2: Diaz, who was an all-star yeah, recently, right. I mean, and then he had, you know, was probably a flawed player, but, yeah. you know, he's the kind of guy the Royals would probably keep for like six years, hoping he you know, reclaim that magic, and yeah. the Cardinals are like, yeah, the Blue Jays want him, we'll give we'll it he, to you.
1: Well, even Molina, I mean, Molina couldn't crack, you know, 90 WRC+, plus basically, for all those, you know, through all of his mid-20s, and then, all of a sudden, you know, he turns into a, you know, a 140 WRC, uh, WRC plus hitter, puts up six wins. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Cardinals got something going right, apparently. Um, it must be. You know, obviously, they're hacking from the Astros, but. Uh, so, I think <laughs> then Brewers were kind of the middle. I picked the Cardinals as the second wild card, kind of the same thing Max said. Um, Jeremy, you've got the Brewers over the Wild Cards. Do you like anything about the Brewers, or just kind of they were good last year, and you know they added some pieces
3: and everything?
0: I, it's just basically they were good last year. I felt they were they were really close, yeah, and uh, a couple of their young guys should be a little bit better, I think. And and like you said, they added a couple of pieces. I just I feel like it's time. It's time yeah. for the Brewers to finally show up in the playoffs again.
1: I think I definitely think that in the Central. I will be rooting for the Brewers, if only because Kane is on that team, and so is uh, Yelich, who I like a lot. And Air Times, I mean, uh, I, yeah, I definitely get what you're coming with there. I mean, if a couple um, adding, you know, a couple three-win players in Kane and Yelich, I mean, that's unfortunately, it, I think it kind of just got them, uh, you know, obviously got them better, but it wasn't enough necessarily. Um, but they definitely, you know, took a nice step forward. So yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they're in contention, I think, at least for the wild card. And then, uh, yep. And kind of, hold on. Am I reading this right? Do, do several of us have both wildcards coming from the Central? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, three, three of us.
2: Yeah, a couple, yeah.
3: Okay.
2: Well, no, almost no one picks uh, picks a wild card out of the East. So Central and Western oh, to produce. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, a lot of wild cards spots to you. <laughs> yeah, except
1: for Jeremy.
0: Um, okay. Still ladies, all the way. Yeah. Okay. Double Herrera. He's he's a (laughs) three-win player. Yeah. You're saying he's not that good. No, he's good. He's going to carry him. He's going to lead him. It's going to be great.
1: All right. Um, I'll have to write this down. to Remember to timestamp this to make fun of you next year. Okay, so, and then obviously in the east or the west, everybody chose the Dodgers. That was kind of, whoa, 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 whoa. Sean, hold on. Hold on. Someone Uh. did not pick the Dodgers. Max, who didn't pick the Dodgers to win the NL West?
2: So, I didn't. <laughs> so, again, I'm being a little contrarian. But uh, they had a quiet offseason, I thought. And I, I really like what the Diamondbacks are doing with the franchise. And I don't know. I, th- I feel like they've got a little mojo going. And I I think it'll be a close race. Not, Diamondbacks win, like, 94 games. Dodgers win 93. But I'm... I'll pick the i I'll pick the Diamondbacks to win the West. I think they're a good team. Okay. No, they're huh? solid.
1: Uh, yeah. At least you have the Dodgers like finishing second you know, at least you're not like, Oh, the Dodgers aren't gonna be that good. You know,
2: that's the Dodgers have Matt Kemp in their starting lineup, so I don't know if they're quite as good as
0: everyone makes them out to be.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> look at the rest of their lineup though. They're, like... they're doing,
0: <laughs> they do that same thing at least the last couple of years that the Cardinals were doing where they just Uh, yeah. here's a guy, he's suddenly worth two wins. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I
2: feel like some of those guys will grow. Chris Taylor, is he for real? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We, oh, well, even if we, he's not, he's going to cause it. some
0: damage.
1: And... Yeah, Justin Turner's hurt. I mean, he'll miss a bit. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. And then, like, no, I'm with you. I I, I definitely think that.
2: They, yeah, they're, they're a really good team. Though. The no, Dodgers they, are a really good
1: team. And there's some room for, like, questions because Kershaw's always hurt. I, I mean, obviously he's predicted for six wins, but he's been Let me see. I'm pretty sure he's been hurt the past two years. I know he had his back injury. Yeah, he pitched 175 last year, which is still a lot. But then he pitched 149. Alex Woods, Alex
2: Woods, hurt, right. you know, Alex Woods hurt a lot. Rich Hill's hurt a lot. Rich Hill, so. And, right, right. Yeah, you know, they they've got a lot of depth. Starters. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. They do have a lot of depth. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. They're, um, they're a good team. No no question about it.
1: And then Padres. So you guys don't think that Eric Hosmer is going to take uh, take the express train to playoff field this year, huh, with the Padres?
2: <laughs> not with the hot lava talent they have. Yeah,
1: not with that hot. Man. That's that's still the most baffling move of all time. One of the most baffling moves I think of me that I think of all time. The signing. But like him yeah. going, yeah.
2: Them signing Hosmer, uh, right? Because yeah, I was At saying he least... he was going to go where the money was. No, I get that, but I'm saying yeah. them
1: giving him eight one forty four and coughing up a draft pick for the right to do that. Ah, man, that's and on the back of Dave Cameron, like the biggest tie anti- what... Hosmer advocate ever like
2: what do you think what do you think he's doing in their front office right now oh, he, oh he's trying to <laughs> find doing a, in
1: his cubicle he's, he's trying to find a loophole an out clause in his contract with yeah. padres he's trying to figure out how i you know he's got buyer's remorse immediately um okay uh so i think we'll skip through just the alcs nlcs you guys already know all the players basically um i think for the most part Let's see, so I've got, so Max, you've got the Indians over the Yankees to go to the World Series, so the Indians in the World Series, I've got the Yankees over the Astros, and Jeremy, you've got the Astros over the Yankees, so actually we're all split on that. Um, Pretty
2: much everyone p- picked the Yankees, Astros, or Indians in yeah. the ALCS. Yeah, definitely. No other teams. Definitely. Oh, those three teams, some combination.
1: Um. So going just right to the World Series, and then I'll do the NLCS real quick. Uh, so Jeremy, you've got Dodgers over Cubs. I have Dodgers over Cubs as well. And then Max has got the Nationals over Dodgers, which, by the way, is impossible for the Nationals to beat the Dodgers in the NLCS because it will require the Dodgers to win a playoff series, which is never <laughs> happened and will probably never happen. It is mind-boggling how the Nationals have never won a playoff series. It, it, anyways, that just blows yeah. my mind. Um, so skip to the World Series. I've got the Dodgers winning. I picked them last year, got close, um, but obviously they lost to the Astros. Max again has the the Nationals paradox <laughs> going on, um, but has them <laughs> it's over, their year over the Indians. And then uh, Jeremy's got the Dodgers as well. Um, I'll I'll just defer to you guys on that because Jeremy talking about the Dodgers, Max talking about the Nationals. Uh, Jeremy, do you think the Dodgers just? that great or do you just kind of like the matchups i guess are they the best team in the nl so that kind of puts them into the world series and then you like them a bit or what are your thoughts with the dodgers
0: I the dodgers i just look at them and they like i said they they're they're like the cardinals of the west they find guys to fill the holes whenever they have a hole here's another guy that could fill the hole here's another guy that could fill the hole they had so many injuries and they just kept filling the holes yeah and their front office just seems to be just amazing. They they sign the right guys, they make the right trades, everything. So I just I they they were really good. I don't see them being any worse.
1: And Max, you've got uh, the Nationals. I mean, other than like I said, the Nationals paradox. Um, anything particular about them that you? Could, I mean, they're a good team, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I, I've Dodgers. got the.
2: Yeah, I've got the Nationals over the Indians, so someone's getting a World Series drought ended this year, I think. Um, But so it's the last year for Bryce Harper before he hits free agency. I feel like the franchise is going to pull out all the stops to make sure they have postseason success. So emptying out the farm to fill any holes or get that extra edge they need. Um, I really like their team. I mean, Max Scherzer is probably the second best pitcher in the National League. Yeah. Um, I think Victor Robles is going to be a really good rookie for them this year in the outfield. I love, love, love Trey Turner.
3: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: obviously bless Harper. I think is going to be one of the best players in the league. So yeah, they're a really good team and yeah, I know they haven't won any playoff games. <laughs> um, and I'll be, you know, I'm a little prejudiced cause I'm a, their Nats are my national league team. But, oh yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think this is their year. They've got to make it their year because yeah, yeah. they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna re-sign Bryce Harper. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm kind of rooting they can do it this year while he's still on the team. But, is there um, a scenario
1: that they tra- trade Harper? I mean, if they're ten games ooh. under at the deadline, do you think they trade Harper?
2: Man, it doesn't seem like in that division.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, it's so bad. It just doesn't seem like there's any way. But yeah. No. Um, I mean, yeah. No, I, I can't see it. I can't see it.
3: I
1: hope—I I want that to happen if only because, like, they trade Harper to the Yankees. Oh, my God. Twitter would die <laughs> oh, They trade Harper to the Yankees. And the Yankees would be the favorites to win. I mean, they're pretty— I wide, would die. Yeah, well, they're pretty close to the kind of favorites-ish now, but okay. Um, all right, and so let's—so there's a bunch of awards. Um, I think— Patrick Brennan, God bless his heart, he picked Lorenzo Cain to win the NL MVP. That's, <laughs> that's a pick, all right. Um, this is, I don't usually go contrarian uh, because, uh, you know, I don't think you, we are not we don't have like like the NCAA bracket, you know, going contrarian helps because, you know, you get points and you know, others don't. But I kind of actually try to stick with it. But I did go a bit contrarian on some of my uh-huh. award picks just because. Um, Max, I know you've got Goldie winning the NL MVP. I love Goldie. Is there anything you think particularly about him that you like?
2: Um, uh, I mean I just think Arizona Arizona's gonna have a good year, he'll fit like the narrative of hey, the Diamondback's best of the Dodgers. I think I think Bryce Harper's a really good MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. I think Chris Bryan, who a couple uh Ryan Heffernan and Sterling Ice picked, I think that's a really good MVP candidate. Um I think it'll probably be pretty good odds it'll be one of those three guys yeah. in the national league. Maybe Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> yeah, or maybe uh, like but, Arenado. Yeah, yeah. Okay Yeah, yeah, Arnado's a good pick too, but probably not Lorenzo King. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Jeremy and I we both picked Bryce Harper. Um Jeremy you have got Jose Altuve repeating uh, in the AL. Yep. You want I, to pepper in some I, thoughts, some knowledge?
0: It would require me to have some thoughts, I guess. Uh. Uh, I just, I don't know. He he never gives up, and everybody else is picking Mike Trout. I hate to just pick what everyone else is picking. Hey, so I yeah. went with Jose Altuve.
1: I see. A, I see a Lindor pick there, though, Max. That's a that's was that a contrarian kind of pick?
2: Um, uh, a little bit, but yeah. I, I mean, I think he's a good player, and I think uh, I think it's gonna be one of those things where, like, you know, Trout lead uh, has a good team, but not a great team, and people hold that against him for some reason. Whereas yeah. Lindor will have a really good team, and um, I yeah, it's probably a little contrarian. Though how I think did, Trout's the best player in the league. How did nobody else pick Stanton other than me, though? Like, I thought that was
1: an easy slam dunk for like. Like the, oh, this is the hot pick, right? I mean,
2: but don't you think his MVP vote is going to get split between him and Judge and probably even Sanchez? He's
1: going to hit 115 home runs this year in Yankee Stadium. (laughs) I will take the over. Yeah, maybe. I'll take the over on 115. Uh, No, I I get, uh, yeah, I get that, but I don't know. I, I love Trout. Trout's still the best player in baseball, but I mean, man, I thought, I thought Stanton has a good shot as far as like. I mean, big market. Yankees are good. He's gonna go insane there. Although, watch him get hurt on the very first game. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I had Harper. yeah, That's right, Jeremy and I both had Harper. Uh, Cy Young, a um, lot of sales. I do like the couple Strowmans, though. That's really interesting. Max, anything about Strowman?
2: Yeah, I like. I've oh, I've been a big fan of Marcus Strowman ever since he was a Duke. Um, I guess the big concern with him is just health. But I think if he is healthy then he's going to be one of the top pitchers. I feel like the top of the American League is kind of thinned out a little bit. Like I think Severino's really good who a couple people yeah. picked. Um Sale, I'm a little skeptical of, but he's still a really good pitcher. Um I think the Indians have I almost went with Carlos Carrasco or Corey Kluber just cuz I think the Indians have really good pitching but yeah. um I don't know it's it's kind of a kind of a I don't know if there's a slam dunk in the American League right now. Yeah, nobody picked Kluber.
1: Okay. I I I'm, I'm surprised by that. Jeremy, I like Severino. Did you like something particular with that? What made you choose him?
0: I don't remember. Oh, you were. (laughs) I don't remember. He was in a a drunken stupor. Yeah. (laughs) I get you. All all He's he's been he's been really good, and uh, the only thing I can figure is I didn't want to go with Chris Sale. Yeah. I don't I don't believe in Corey Kluber back to back years. So has anybody? uh, Why not Severino?
1: I wonder. Does anybody want us? Who's Back-to-back Cy Young awards?
0: Uh, oh, Randy Johnson?
1: That's what I'm thinking. It might be like the. Surely Kershaw has. He won back-to-back ones. Let me see. I'm gonna I'm gonna solve it right now. Um, well,
2: Scherzer sures the lost two years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Kers- Kershaw's done it. Pedro yeah, there's a bunch of
0: Kershaw it. Kershaw did it three out of four, okay, including Clemens. twice in a row. Okay. Yeah. Clemens
1: did it twice. Palmer. Okay. Okay. I thought it
2: was a Tim, Timmy Lincecum. Time.
1: Oh yeah. Who's uh? Where did he sign with? He just signed it. Uh, Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Scherzer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I thought it was a little, little more rarer than that. Okay. Um, and then uh, NL Cy Young. I mean, as you imagine, a lot of Kershaws. He's easily the favorite. Um, and then Scherzer. And then I did like Dugan chose Syndergaard. I kind of do like that, but I think Syndergaard's going to get hurt. Um, and then, uh, Sean Thornton, Jake DeGrom, that's, that's a really interesting one. Um, anybody have any, anything on DeGrom that they like, that they kind of like that pick at all?
3: Or
1: are you guys just don't? Man, he's that?
2: a, he's a Mets pitcher. He's going to be on the disabled list yeah, by now. Saying, let's yeah. Be,
1: let's be <laughs> real. On. You gotta, there's a minimum threshold <laughs> needed to get that. Um, so. Okay. If you, if you couldn't pick Hershaw, who would you pick? Uh, Scherzer. Scherzer. Yeah. If I couldn't pick Scherzer or Kershaw, like the odds-on favorite,
0: I don't know. Jeremy, who do you think? Uh, I would have to probably go to Cindergard at that point. Yeah. Okay. I don't.
1: That's a tough one.
0: Maybe Bumgarner if I didn't know he was already hurt. Yeah. Max, who do you
1: think you'd take if you can't pick the two obvious candidates?
2: Uh yeah, I think I'd have to go Scherzer. I, I mean, I'm struggling to think who else would be. Yeah, Strasburg. If I pick, I feel like coach. I picked him a lot. I picked him a lot in the last couple of years, and he always yeah. kind of disappoints me. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. Yeah.
1: mate. I mean, no. I, don't, I mean, Kintana is just quietly good. I don't think he's
0: splashing. Hey, up. He's he's never he's never good in the way that gets him any recognition at all. Just in the way that wins baseball games. Yeah. I who's do, who's uh,
2: kind of the young sexy pitcher coming up right now? Like, that would, that would you take like a big step forward? Step
0: forward. I mean, Car-
1: Carlos Martinez is kind of that a little bit. Oh yeah, um, that's a good. Pick. John. Uh, maybe John Gray, Jameson Tyon. Um, that's really the kind of guys I can think of. Uh, obviously, well, in the AL, Otani. Kenton. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to throw my favorite Quintana stat out there. Uh, for one, two, th- <clears throat> for three straight years, he finished with nine wins and then it took him until basically his one, two, his fourth year in the majors to get to 10 wins and he got 13 and then he just had 11 wins last year. So the most he's ever won is 13 games in a season. And wins are meaningless, but he is <laughs> one of the best pitchers in baseball. And he's thrown 200 innings basically every season he's you know pitched, and he has never cracked more than 13 wins. He's barely broke even. This is the first time he's ever had a winning record. It was uh, 2016. So and
2: he doesn't have the will to 13
1: win. 13 12. Yeah, 13 and 12. Yeah, barely scraped it. And he, Well, of course, being on the White Sox the past few years doesn't help. Yeah. Um, but he was 7-3 and three with the Cubs, so I think that's going to change. Um, okay, and so for the final two categories, uh, Rookie of the Year, I thought this was really tough. If only because, like, the AL, other than Otani, and I kind of didn't want to pick Otani, I don't know, the AL doesn't really have that many good choices outside of Otani, right? Am I crazy yeah. here?
2: Yeah, I think you're right. I I, I kind of struggle with that, too. And I was like, well, I could go with Otani. But um, I don't think I, – I have a prejudice against pitchers for rookie of the year. I, I feel like they don't win it as much as hitters. I could be wrong about that. But, um, but I went famous. with Willie – what's that? But he's both. Yeah, 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 exactly. So maybe he gets a little bump for that. Um, I went with Willie Calhoun like for the that. Rangers just because, you know, he, I liked him a lot as a Dodgers prospect. I think yeah. he's got some good pop. Um, he had a pretty good spring. I think he's going to start the year in the minors, but I expect him to be up in the up with the big leagues pretty soon. Yeah. Um, After he's worked so, on his defense some. Yeah, well, yeah. Just, Nothing he, to do with the service time, yeah. He but, was uh, second, yeah, I think there's a lot of good picks out there.
1: He was a second baseman, and he's got good contact skills. That's definitely my kind of guy. I know that <laughs> it was either Eric Longenhagen or Kevin McDaniel, McDaniel um, said that Calhoun could easily be a 300, 400, 500 triple slash guy um he's he's a very very good hitter um and then uh jeremy you went with otani just do you like him or is he just kind of the best of the rookies you think
0: i am terrible at identifying i I, prospects mystify me i don't know i never i'm always clueless and i was like ah shohei otani everybody talks about him he's the big deal i'll go (laughs) with him
2: Okay. He's the only one on this list that was profiled in 60 minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, w- I went the contrarian with just uh, Willy Adames. I mean, I don't really think he's going to be that good, but I didn't want to pick Otani. Um, and so, I don't know. That was kind of just the closest. Tell, tell
2: me about him because I've seen a lot of people kind of eye on him. But um, I I, don't, I know he's in the David Price trade a couple of years ago, but I don't really know much about him other than that.
1: Yeah, uh, he's kind of a power guy with, with, with I mean, shortstop, that's like not a great shortstop I think the Rays have kind of embraced this idea of like we don't really care about shortstop defense and I think I kind of agree a little bit where it's the sense of like shortstops and catchers they automatically get a leg up they automatically get spotted 12 you know 12 10 and a half 15 runs whatever it is they get a nice big boost just for having their name on the lineup card being written as a shortstop or written as a catcher so even if they're an awful shortstop that's sometimes better than being a good second baseman from a run value standpoint um, mm-hmm. and so i think that and adame's isn't that he's i mean he probably would fit better like third um or second but um really good power strikes out a bunch maybe not a bunch but definitely has some strikeout issues definitely will be some strikeout issues in majors but also walks a lot so um yeah i mean he's he, he's 22 I think Um, so he's definitely got some growing pains but yeah he was just kind of my choice of okay I think he's probably going to get some time in the majors this year Um, so we'll just see but he was contrarian kind of for me so okay and then in the NL um, I chose uh, Nick Sinzel Um, Max might need to look at the spreadsheet on there Um, (laughs) so I chose yeah there you go I'm watching you update it as we speak (laughs) Uh, that was chris yeah i chose nixon to, I, gotta, I gotta learn the rookies it's yeah, he's uh the reds pick um out of uh and i'm blanking on the dang college he went to but it's red is the team colors um and so uh no tennessee um and so i like him yeah i think he's one of the best hitting prospects in the minors easily he's also a second baseman um and so i like him a lot and i think he's going to be up um, Max, you have got Scott Kingery, recently now multi-millionaire Scott Kingery. What do you like about him? Anything? Yeah.
2: Well, I think he's just going to be like the the guy that like sports writers love because he's gritty and gamey, and he's, you're going to be sick of the Dustin Pedroia comparisons by the middle <laughs> of the year. And, yeah. But you know, I think he's a really good player. I think he's got good pop for a second baseman, um, and and will be a, he'll get a lot of playing time, which. When you're looking for rookies of the years, I mean that's one of the big, <laughs> yeah. big things you need to do is actually just play a lot. Um, yeah. Ronald Acuna is probably the best talent. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long they're going to keep him down in the minors though, um, and uh, and, I, and he wears his hat crooked. I don't know if that's going <laughs> to you, know, f- you know sway some sports writers that you know don't like you know this this kid wearing his hat crooked, but it'll probably be between Kingery and, and Acuna in my mind. I mean there's other. Good rookies out there. Senzel is really good. Like I said, Victor Robles, I really like with Watkins. There's yeah. there, there's a lot of good candidates in the yeah. National League, I think.
1: I would have gone Acuna. I would definitely would have gone Acuna if I didn't want to just pick the non obvious. I mean, it, the obvious candidate is Acuna. The guy looks like he's going to be really, really great. Um, Vlad, we were talking about before the podcast. Vlad Junior actually kind of big kind of, would be kind of a fun AL pick. I don't know mm-hmm. if he actually gets any time in the majors, but if he did, he seems like he could be decent. Um, Jeremy, you went with Ron Akuna just, I mean, just based off of everything we know, right? No, no, surprise yeah, I,
0: Acuna. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't try to look very far afield when it comes to, to rookie of the year. Cause I just don't know enough about prospects. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, you,
1: you actually felt good with the right? Akuna wasn't just like, oh, everybody thinks it's going to be him. I mean, you kind of agree that Akuna looks like he's going to be pretty dang good for the most part.
0: Yeah, I mean you know, yeah. You, know what team, you know what team he plays for? Yeah, he plays for Atlanta. <laughs> okay. I, I f- knew that much. Okay. He uh, he just he had the really good spring to the point that the, the stories were all about the you know, that their game in the system again and yeah. and it worked out really well for Chris Bryant, uh, rookie of the year a couple years yeah. ago. That's true. <clears throat> okay. So I, I it, based on that and then the, the number one overall ranking and, and all that stuff. And the Royals missed him, so it would be just like the Royals to yeah. just miss like a rookie who just explodes.
1: So <laughs> missed him by like probably only ten thousand bucks or something like that. Yeah. I mean, a very small amount. A hot tub for David Glass. Um, I think it was
2: also like a timing thing. Like the Braves brave just got back, back to him quicker, and oh, he was yeah. like, he's like, okay, I'll sign. And yeah, yeah. the Royals just didn't even get a chance to up their offer. Yeah. Okay.
3: So, yeah. So
1: that wrapped up. Basically everything, I, I, I think we talked about talking about some other stuff, but we've run a little little long here, and we've talked about pretty good chunk of stuff. So um, anything we missed, anything you guys uh, want to cover in the short time left?
2: Uh, I mean, we'll, I guess we'll know more about the roster. They have, still haven't announced the roster. Oh, yes. I, I guess I imagine they'll do that just before game time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know when they'll, they'll announce the roster. It sounds like they're going to carry – 20 relievers, I think, and just, like, five <laughs> position players. Yeah. Uh, no, they're going to carry a lot of relief pitchers uh, in an effort to keep, maintain their inventory. Um, but I, I would expect a lot of roster shuffling in April. Like, there's yeah. going to be guys mm. coming in and out from Omaha. But, uh, yeah, well, yep. I, we can talk more about that when uh, we have a roster.
0: Birch Smith, have, have they said whether or not he's on the roster
2: so they haven't said anything, they haven't said anything and the Beat Riders haven't said anything. Um so Royals make... Farm report had a they have a, I guess an inside source uh-huh. that kind of laid out who was making the team and Burt Smith was not on that list. Mm. So that uh,
0: That makes me think that the Royals are trying really hard to work out a deal to to keep him in the minor leagues and they don't want to announce anything until they've figured out if they can accomplish that or not.
2: Yeah, I hope so because he's, I think the upside with him is pretty great because, and I know he's 27, but he throws in the high 90s. He he struck out a ton of guys in spring training. Mm -hmm. He also walked a ton of guys. (laughs) I feel like, you know,
0: he, we need it. We need another Josh Stomont, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, if you can get him to throw strikes at all, I mean, I think he could be a pretty valuable trade piece at some
0: point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm all for, I'm all for keeping him. Absolutely.
2: He's definitely got more upside than like Blame Boyer or, uh, (laughs) Or even like Ryan Flynn, who I think he could probably—he's out of options, but I think you could probably get he, clear waivers at this point. He's not some hot prospect or anything. So I don't know. Like, well, I'm not going to rip them apart for the roster decisions yet because we don't know what they're going to—you yeah. know—what's out there, what what's, what the final decisions are made. But I would like to keep Burt Smith on the roster. Oh, definitely.
1: I think we also need to give a shout out to um, Royals Farm Report uh, on Twitter's at Royals Farm uh, to wait. I think. Well, I guess. Two thirds, sixty-six percent of the World's Farm Report staff is also on our staff. Um, yeah. Alex, Alex Duvall and Patrick Brennan. I think there's someone else on there. I'm going to feel so so bad. Uh, uh, Drew Osborne. I yes, think Drew. That's right, one. Drew. Drew. Yes, yes. Uh, Drew Osborne. You know, they great.
2: do. They do really good work. They do very extensive minor league, yes, um, and uh, coverage. And they I have. I feel like I
1: feel like good good coverage too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have been other stuff mining the heck out of hot tips right i mean they've been coming up with like legit like roster move scoops
2: yeah yeah, yeah. i feel, I feel like, and i feel like, like like we're at a really, really good like really if you like, like the royals, royals there's like re- yeah. lots of really good coverage right now you got the you know the star but you also have Rustin Dodd at the athletic now yeah. and you've got jeffrey flanagan you've got uh you know the guys at baseball perspectives of kansas city and and now royals farm report and of course us and um yeah i mean there's there's lots of great places to go for information now
1: yep um so, now I just... Oh, yes. Burt Smith. Uh, I definitely would like to keep him. So, we've got roster stuff that, yeah. Everything's usually still iffy for now. I am waiting on all the DL moves to be made. That way my fantasy team can actually <laughs> get in place. Because I hate that they wait till last day to do it. But, anyways. Um, Jeremy, anything else that you can think of?
0: Oduble Herrera. market. <laughs> hmm,
1: okay, Okay. Um, we'll have to... What? What is? How much are you gonna gloat when the Phillies make the playoffs?
0: I, I, I haven't stopped gloating about oh, Mike Mustakis breaking, breaking the home run record yet. So oh, I'll let yeah, you know when I stop right. gloating about that. Okay. All right. All right.
3: Um,
0: I've got
1: nothing other than that. Um, yeah. So opening day two days away.
2: Um, oh boy! You're gonna be there, Sean.
1: No I won't, I, all of my years, maybe not, okay, so two years, my two years working for the Royals, I saw enough games for my whole lifetime, um, been to several opening days, I just, I at this point like watching baseball, regular season baseball at home, um, just because I can watch other games, you know, I like it, I, I enjoy a little bit more of that atmosphere, uh, personally, um. And then I'll go to playoff games, but, you know, the Royals need to be in the playoffs again. So um, you neither you, one of you guys cool. are going, right? Obviously, Jeremy, you're not
2: going. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jeremy does not. I'll, I'll be there.
2: Here. Jeremy, lives I'll in, be there Thursday.
1: Yeah, Savannah, Georgia still, right, Jeremy?
0: No, um, I'm over closer to Atlanta.
1: Ah, that's right. Okay, sorry. That's um, okay. okay. So, right. so he will be going I want to the Braves opening day.
0: He probably not. Have you been to? I went there. Yeah, I went to their stadium uh, the last year of the old stadium. I I went went there there. because they had that burger eats and I was like, "What? I got to try that." And they they lied because it was it was supposed (laughs) to be the giant burger between two pizzas, but the bottom pizza was just the crust. There was no cheese or sauce or anything (laughs) on it. I was so disappointed.
1: Um, someone so the MLB doing all like the stadium food tour thing they did in New York. Oh, Jake <laughs> Arrieta made a case for himself oh in twenty 20- Autoplay videos are the worst. Um, Someone had, like, the worst one. Let's see. It was just basically a cheeseburger. Oh, I can't think of who it
2: is. Jake <laughs> Arrieta made a case for himself oh, in yeah, 2015, no, a, won the they're Cy doing, Young. speak. are doing, like, a, fu- fan food fest, a, royal, a baseball fan a food fest with each team represented by one meal. And, like, the Rockies, I think, just basically just, you know, Kansas City had some brisket and, like, you know— Tampa had like fish and you know from local to the region
0: Colorado had a burger
2: yeah (laughs) yeah come on guys
0: cheeseburger with pickles they're like and fries on the side you gotta you gotta understand that Colorado is uh, all the food is just getting eaten as quickly as they possibly can (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. (laughs) okay um so I was just thinking about that yeah the Royals have got some what did the I forget what they did oh yeah the pork belly mac and cheese—that's something all right. Oh, I will actually be going to the Yankees, Royals, Yankees game for my girlfriend's brother's uh, birthday. So that's probably the only game I'll attend this year. Do you, do you take the kids out much, Max? To games? Yeah, they I know love it's not cheap.
2: But. The oldest one loves baseball now, and the the second, the middle child is—he's just turned seven. He's finally an age where he kind of gets it now, and um Yeah, he, he enjoys going to games now. It's, yeah, it's expensive though. It's you can't get and you can't go to like weekday games because it's uh, school night. But yeah, they love going.
1: Yeah, Jeremy, do you get out to many games? At least like I know you're not in Kansas City that much, but maybe when if when you ever are, have you gone to many or where do you usually go?
0: Um, when I lived in Kansas City, I went to a bunch of games because they were cheap back then. Oh yeah, and, and then the donuts and everything. So that was a good time. Um. But I, I've ever since I moved away from Kansas City, I've only been to the one game, and that was, that was the burgerita fail game, of uh, 2016.
1: Nah. All right. Okay. Well, like we said, um, baseball is about to really get kicking in, and obviously we'll have a bunch more uh, podcasts kind of along the way. Hopefully, it's a good season for the Royals. I know that good um, has a bunch of different meanings this year, but let's do it real quick before we finally wrap up. What's a good season for each one of you guys for the Royals?
2: I mean, a good season, I think, is just Jorge Soler and Jorge Bonifacio when he gets back. Uh, Jacob Junis playing well, maybe a couple of relievers up from the farm pitching better than expected. And really, a couple of guys, I mean, really, you almost have to keep an eye on the minors more because they need, like, a couple of, like, Suli Matias yeah. or Khalil Lee or, you know, someone else coming becoming a top 100 prospect. And that's that's what's gonna be a. I'd rather win seventy games and have you know Bonifacio and Toler and uh, Junis pitch well, uh, and then like winning seventy eight games, but all those guys play poorly, and it's like Lucas Duda carries the team and Mike Mustakas, and um, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I don't think win, wins and losses will be the judge of yeah. the success
0: for the season. Jeremy, I want to see one actually young player break Breakout. out. No. That if you, if I see one one player who's actually young, just like put up a really good season, then that's a success for me. Okay. Now, who's uh, I who's see, your
2: likely candidate?
0: Uh, at this point, just based on uh, on the ages of the guys and where they are in the system, uh, probably Jorge Soler he's He's my guy, if he breaks out this year, I'll think it's a success Especially, and then i would especially like it if like you said, everybody else you know was at least solid, yeah,
1: not break out with like uh like mm. a- pimples and stuff oh, you're talking like that
0: no. <laughs> okay. okay i wanna i wanna see like a, a, a at least a three win but maybe a, a four or five win season from somebody.
2: And, Sean, I assume you, you'll judge this season by how well Chase Valo does.
0: Oh, that's the gold standard for any – no. Um,
1: successful season for me would truly – would actually be the Royals full-on embracing the um, the sell mode, the rebuild, and trading away everybody and then restocking the farm system. And then, yeah, uh, a lot of the – I mean, clearly doing something about his strikeout issues and maybe, you know – Sticking in center, hitting well in high A, where I think he's probably going to go. Um, you know, uh, Prado hitting for some power. Valo, you know, doing well in double A. Um, Love Lady getting time in the majors. Uh, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. I, Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I, I'm always going to watch and spend a bunch of time watching the major league team. But there's a lot of stuff in the minor leagues that I'm watching for that I think are going to be very important, too, obviously, to, to see kind of what happens there. So I need I need clearly to not be that good so my list looks good, but <laughs> deep down I you know I, I do want it to do well. So okay, so basically uh, that's it for now. Um, we've got opening day coming up. Um, stick through, obviously on Thursday. Um, this will probably drop on opening day. Um, There's going to be a ton of stuff going on We're going to have a ton of different threads Opening day threads I'm sure we'll have a lineup thread We'll have a bunch going on Um, We'll take a break on Friday You know, just take a breather And then continue Baseball is about to start Um, Max, thank you for coming on Um, Max, you can always follow him on Twitter At MaxReaper Is the full thing M-A-X-R-I-E-P-R Max, thank you Thanks a lot. And then we've got uh, Jeremy, or Hokaius, um, who is Hokaius on the site, but we all peep down know him as Jeremy. And you can find him on Twitter as well as Hokaius, H-O-K-I-U-S. Jeremy, Hokaius, thank you. Thanks for having me. And then I'm your usual co-host, Sean Newkirk here. Um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, S-H-A-U-N-C-O-R-E, Sean Core. Um, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for reading the site and, um, have many, uh, many good days.